Bailey. Today, we're going to talk about death, destruction, enormous ash clouds, fear-mongering, and inevitably, disaster movies. These are just a few of my favorite things. (laughs) My Mother's Day gift to you is this week's disaster. What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? (gasps) Yes, I specifically asked for this one. Roll the intro. Uh, I think I know where this is going. Oh, it's a disaster. I'm so intrigued. Uh, just wait. It gets worse. We are just the masters of disasters, aren't we? Calamity Janes. Are you excited? I am so excited. I am beyond excited. But before we get ahead of ourselves, Madison, tell the people who we are. We are Calamity Janes. I am Madison. And I'm Bailey. And we are two... Yes, I I am Bailey. (laughs) And we're two anything but plain Janes who talk about, as you probably could have guessed by this point, disaster, mayhem, general calamity. Yes. Inconveniences. Discomfort. All of this would certainly be inconvenient and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. (laughs) That, too. Oh, Oh, let's get into it, Moo. Okay. So... First, sorry to hit two natural disasters in a row, but I figured this hypothetical would be different enough and mm-hmm. I needed to give you a present. So Thank let's you. get down to business. <laughs> what a special first Mother's Day. Is, I forget. It is your first Mother's Day. It is my first Mother's Day and your second. So congratulations to both of us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So let's figure out just how worried we need to be. And because I don't like fear-mongering, I'm going to let you know right now that we do not need to be worried at all, unless you're, like, immortal or something, and you're going to live forever. We can sleep at easy tonight. Yes. Okay. Anyways, for those outside of the U.S., Yellowstone is a national park in the western United States. Very beautiful, very popular. It also happens to sit atop one big old supervolcano. A supervolcano, you ask? What even is that, if not something made up in that one disaster movie you love to hate? Well, I'm here to tell you, a supervolcano is very real and very scary. Um, Quick question. Is there a movie called Supervolcano? I don't think so. I mean, there, oh. there might be, okay. but it's... I mean, it doesn't sound like a real thing. No, it doesn't. It sounds like Sharknado. Yes, exactly. Yes. A supervolcano is defined by the USGS as a volcanic center that has experienced an eruption of magnitude 8 on the Volcanic Explosivity Index. Uh, This means that at one point, the volcano spewed more than 1,000 cubic kilometers or 240 cubic miles of ejecta. That's a lot of miles. Yes. That's a lot, a lot of miles. And that's just the immediate, like, the immediate kaboom. Yeah. Okay. And just for the record, an eight is as high as that logarithmic scale goes. Does the earth just crack in half at ten? An eight is as high as it goes. That's why. But that's why. It's because (laughs) the earth would be decimated anywhere beyond an eight. Yeah. For comparison, the deadly Mount St. Helens eruption in 1980 was a five. Oh, so we've kind of we've had some really it's logarithmic, okay. so we need to keep that in mind. But we have, but it does put in perspective put into perspective. My goodness, uh, that we have had some really intense volcanic eruptions in recent history. Yes, but that an eight compared to St. Helens would be 
a thousand times. Is that how that work? Log or it's a is it a log ten? I think it's a log of ten. So yeah, it would be like a thousand times worse. It would be way worse. That's as way. scientific as I can get about. It, <laughs> it would mathematically be way worse. It would mathematically be horrible. It'd be real bad. Uh, Scientists say it would be real bad. Yes. When a supervolcano erupts, it leaves behind basically a big pothole that once held all the now evacuated magma called a caldera. Really? Because I guess I would have thought that kind of like the Hawaiian Islands, it builds up like it gets higher and taller and bigger. Well, I think first there are lots of different types of volcanoes. Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. volcanoes in Hawaii are very different than this. Um, this those are is, vacation volcanoes. Those are vacation volcanoes. Yes, they exist to serve you and to create more <laughs> vacation spots. Yes, this is not that. This is the opposite. This is opposite the anti-vacation of a vacation volcano. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is basically. I'm trying to think of a way, like a a good analogy for this, but. So we've got our flat land. We've got our Earth's crust. Mm -hmm. Underneath that, we've just got this huge, massive pocket of magma that's constantly being fed from the Earth's core Mm -hmm. and, um, or I guess, the mantle. Uh, And so you've just got this big pocket. And because it's constantly being fed, it's pushing up and pressure is building. We've got gases. We've got rocks. We've got all this stuff going on. And then... It explodes. Like, this is the characteristic movie kapow kind of explode. Kapow, gotcha. And because it's all up mm-hmm. in the air, you're left with this huge gaping, like, expanse that once held all of that magma. Okay, you're going to hate this analogy. because it's. Are you dis- going to compare it to a blemish? Sure am. I know. I was going to say I, pimple because. That's it. And I hate, yes, I, I hate that word. I know. That's what I was trying to avoid this yes. whole time was comparing it to that. I should have known. I should have known that mentally you were dancing around this because I'm like, <laughs> it feels like she's describing a pimple, but she yeah. doesn't want to say that. So I'm describing to, a blemish. To everyone else who is ugged out by the concept, the word, so sorry, but that's what it is. It sounds like that's what we're dealing with. A blemish on the face of the earth. <laughs> <sighs> I knew you would do it. Okay, we have to, we, we cannot dwell here. Can't dwell. I cannot okay. handle it. <laughs> okay, moving on, moving right along. Okay, so much of Yellowstone is a caldera. That's how huge this volcano is. Oh, it it is. It never occurred to me that, like, it's, you think it's a valley, but it's a vo- volcano caldera. Yeah, it once held huge amounts of magma. <sighs> So after lava flows filled in, though, much of the caldera resulting from the most recent eruption, there's still a hole roughly 30 by 45 miles wide. Entirely too wide. Entirely too big. Um, how recent was this eruption? Uh, so we're, they've experienced, they, <laughs> Yellowstone has experienced three enormous eruptions. Uh, 2.1 million years ago, we had the Huckleberry Ridge event that shot 588 cubic miles of volcanic material and created a caldera the size of four Manhattans. Four Manhattans. 1.3 million years ago, there was the Mesa Falls eruption, technically a Category 7 on the VEI, 
but mostly treated as another super eruption. Okay. And most recently, 640,000 years ago, we had the Lava Creek eruption that spewed 240 cubic miles of material with an ash pillar 100,000 feet high that scattered debris from the western U.S. down to the Gulf of Mexico. Um, the Earth is dramatic. She's it's a little very, dramatic. Very much so. And, it's like uh, she's very even keeled until she loses her temper. And then she's like... Boom, kaboom, boom, 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 kablow, kablow. Exactly. I'll show you who is the boss. And she often does. Often. So if you ever wonder why Yellowstone has all those beautiful geysers and hot springs, it's because it's sitting on top of a giant hot plate that's constantly fueling these tiny sideshows. Magma, five miles beneath the Earth's surface, heats Yellowstone's groundwater, and boom, you've got Old Faithful. So, in some ways, Yellowstone is very active, but in all of the important ways, it's very not. In all the volcanic, surface-level volcanic ways, it's not. It's active with, like, water geysers. Yes. Yeah. It It is being fueled, like, geologically fueled by... Geothermally, this... like... Yes. Okay. Thank you. But uh, volcanically, it is... What we're worried about is not the not going to happen. Okay. Great. Because... So the last, like I said, the last eruption was 640,000 years ago. So long ago. Yeah. They're not exactly frequent, and absolutely no one is saying we are due for one anytime soon. Okay. I mean, like, geologically, on the scale of Earth's life, it's certainly coming up. But for us, not. Not. Not a priority. Okay. It's more like in in Earth time, it's like next year. Sure. Okay. I hope. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, But for us, it's like a millennia away. Way more than that. But yes. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, in fact, Yellowstone experiences 1,000 to 3,000 earthquakes each year. And although seismic activity is often a precursor to volcanic activity, it might actually release some of the pressure underneath the caldera and prevent any big booms from happening anytime soon. Good. Yeah. It's... It's kind of like earth therapy, just working yeah. through those problems without the explosion. Good That's for her. A beautiful way to put this. Thank you so much. That was so eloquent. Thank Good you. Good for you. You're crushing this episode, Moo. This is everything I could have so asked for. And more. Are you? I am so glad you're excited about it. Very. Okay. So now that we've eliminated the fear mongering aspect of this potential disaster, let's talk about what we all really want to know. What would happen? If the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted tomorrow. Let's get into it. Have you seen the movie 2012? Uh, I have not. Okay. I didn't think so. But it actually kind of holds up in terms of cheesy disaster movies. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I saw it in theaters when it came out. And then when the pandemic started, I watched it again. (laughs) Because (laughs) you... I've heard that's true, though. Like, not when, when COVID started... It wasn't just people binging like pandemic movies. It was I watched zombie Contagion. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also disaster movies in general. It was like this collective <laughs> <laughs> interest in like living through multiple global disasters at a yes. time. In because I was at that time I was finishing up law school remotely. I was pregnant and sicker than a dog, and I was like, "But you know what would make me feel better? Watching people disaster, <laughs> watching people survive something way worse than this. way harder." I guess it does put your problems in perspective. 
Yes. Yeah. And the graphics are actually pretty decent. Like, for a disaster movie, it's got way too convenient timing and, like, really lots of unrealistic stuff. But mm-hmm. it's John Cusack. and oh, uh John Cusack. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Overall, yeah. I would recommend it. Okay. Okay. On the list. Um, yeah. Which, quick, quick pause. I do because I want credit for this that I have now watched Moana and Encanto. I want credit for it. I loved them. I laughed. I cried through both of them. So when I say I'm putting something on a list, 2012 <laughs> is on my list. And I will get to it. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not the next week. But it's on my list. Okay. That's all that matters. Okay. Is that the effort is there. It. I put it in. It just is delayed. It's a delayed views. That's okay. Just like the super volcano. <laughs> exactly. You're listening. I am. I am. Okay. So a, I bring up 2012 because a very large part of that movie is, you guessed it, a Yellowstone eruption. And ignoring our protagonist's ability to outrun its massive pyroclastic flow, it makes for a pretty cool visualization of such a massive eruption. Now, I'm not saying it's accurate by any means, but again, as far as graphics go and the scale... It could be a lot worse. I feel like in a lot of volcano movies, it's we're looking at those big cone volcanoes and mm-hmm. you're getting like the very classic. Yeah. But this is quite literally just everything around you just explodes. <laughs> explodes then implodes. Yeah. Uh, but there is a scene where they are outrunning a pyroclastic flow in like an RV or something, and that is just not going to happen. So, and to refresh, because I actually learned what a pyroclastic flow was in a previous episode. So, um, that is a hot, it's hot air. Yeah. It's okay. like a super heated, uh, like gush of hot air and okay. debris that, okay. and gas that comes out with the volcano or comes out of the volcano. Because if best friends, you have not listened to that. I forget which one it is. I can link it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, I always thought it was like lava, magma, something to that mm-hmm. effect. No, no, no. Well, flow makes you think of something a little Liquid. more tangible. Yeah. 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 But it's not. It's air. Nope. It is. Yeah. Because if you, uh, in movies, it's going to look like that giant wall of like furious, violent mm-hmm. ash coming at you. Yeah. But it is super super hot and moves Very way fast. faster than your rv is going to drive <laughs> uh but anyways so if you put stuff like that aside good movie watch it uh oh woody harrelson's also in it oh. uh as your token uh yellowstone crazy person not like I people around yellowstone are crazy but people who are like yellowstone conspiracy i could see that people yeah he does a great job mm-hmm who doesn't like Woody Harrelson? I mean, such a versatile actor. So he versatile. truly is. Okay, back back to the show. Back at it. Ye- Yellowstone sits atop an active tectonic zone, which is a thinned area of crust over a twenty five hundred degree magma dome rising up from Earth's mantle. So, like a bubble. Yeah, like a big exactly. bubble ready to burst. Mm hmm. Exactly right. Through past activity, this dome has broken down into two magma chambers about six miles underground, with each measuring more than 30 miles across. How do they measure this? Is it like through um, that thing where you shake the ground or you send waves to the ground and like you try and map all the different... um... That sounds very accurate. Cool. 
I'm just wondering, like, how do they know this, A, big bubble exists, B, now it's two chambers of bubble, double bubble trouble, and, like, what, <laughs> how do they know it's down there? I It's fascinating. Well, I was also trying to figure out how do they know exactly how big the explosions were two million years ago, one million years ago, 640,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, maybe, like, layers of sediment? Probably. You know, when you look yeah. at... Uh, Look at that, probably. I don't yeah. know. I'm just here for the commentary. I don't know anything. And you're so good at that. We'll just stay in our lane. <laughs> yes, I'm going to stay in my lane. <laughs> Eventually, pressure builds in these domes and kaboom. They explode upwards and rain searing hot ash and debris across hundreds of miles and unleash that dead re- deadly pyroclastic flow we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Because of its sheer size... There will likely be smaller eruptions in the following weeks. Okay. Feet of ash will rain down on the western and large parts of the Midwestern United States. Uh, I don't think we would be okay here in I don't Omaha. Think, no, no. You'd be getting feet of a different kind of precipitation. Yeah. Ash angels. <laughs> the East Coast would see a dusting as well. So much ash uh, would not only collapse buildings, pollute water sources, destroy crops, and clog car engines, but that ash is also filled with teeny tiny glass shards that will rip your lungs to shreds when inhaled. Because it's so hot that like any silica, it like immediately, Mm -hmm. oh man, I didn't even think about that. (gasps) Yes, exactly. Grotesque and disgusting. Yeah. So you... Your food source is gone. Your water source is polluted. Transportation is extremely compromised. Uh, your buildings are crumbling around you. And that's just from the ash. That's why you need a cave bunker. You need a mountain cave bunker. Yeah. And well, but then is your air supply going to be compromised? Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, where do air in caverns come from? I, where do air and caverns come from? I don't know. Do you necessarily need an opening? I don't know. Uh, I don't know the answer to any of these questions. Well, caverns always have an opening, right? Yeah, but like what happened before there was an opening? Was it just like perfectly sealed? No. I don't know. I don't know, man. Geologists, know. please write in and let us know all the incorrect things we've just said. Oh, my gosh. If I would happily take criticism on this episode if someone would just explain this to me, yes. I would I would be a better person having known all of this information. And what to do in the event of a geological disaster as <laughs> yeah. grand as this one. Yes. Within a few weeks after the eruption, ash and sulfate aerosols would have encircled the Earth. Sunlight would be filtered through a grim gray veil and global temperatures would decrease by five to nine degrees for nearly a decade. Five to nine, the whole earth, five to nine degrees, just down Mm -hmm. like that. Yep. This might not be in your research. What would that do Mm -hmm. to ice caps? Would we have like more glaciers? Would that impact the amount of ice? I would think so. I would think so too. Because didn't they... Um, we didn't, we haven't covered the mini ice age, have we? No. No. I think I'm thinking of the other um, historic volcano explosion where they're like speculating about the global impact. But there, I think there's a mini ice age like a couple, a couple centuries ago. And they called it that because it was so cold for so long because of a volcanic eruption. Are you talking about the second episode we did? Like the, 
Uh, it was like in the f- like five hundred. That's uh, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because you're like this is this also could be like explains the rise and fall of major civilizations. And, yeah. yeah, well, and I think this would be a very similar outcome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because this is on that scale. This is as big as it it gets. This is yeah. as big as we've ever measured. And I don't think we have any reason to think that the next time it explodes, it would be any smaller. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool, cool. One third of the United States, mostly Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming, because they all border Yellowstone, Mm -hmm. would be uninhabitable for years. Cool. Just an absolute hellscape. Yes. Okay. Overall, a very poor and predictably grim result. But, again... This is so, so unlikely, not only in our lifetime, but for the next 100,000 years. Yeah. Wow. That would be, um, boy, would property value go down. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it sure would. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking about right I, now. Yep. That's. I think that's what it's on everyone's minds right now. It's all I think about is yes. property value these yep. days. <laughs> There are so many talented scientists keeping a very close eye on Yellowstone and its many tiny earthquakes just in case Earth decides to go rogue and do something weird. Many of those states I listed off before are some of the least populated in the country, and although an eruption would undoubtedly and inevitably lead to a loss of life and beautiful landscape, any warning at all would allow people in those states or closest to the eruption to evacuate or prepare. Mm-hmm. So because they're not as populated, it's fewer people to try to get out. So hopefully if we start to pick up on a pattern of earthquakes or other seismic activity, we can plan an evacuation. Mm-hmm. Because there would be, although the entire world would be affected, uh, and there would be lots of adjustments that need to be made, as it, far as like the immediate eruption goes, I think a lot could be done to help. You wouldn't be swallowed by an ocean of liquid magma, yeah. lav- lava. Yes. So try to put it out of your mind. You're welcome and happy Mother's Day. <gasps> Moo. This was perfect. I, I have no words. I'm so glad you liked it. This was amazing. And everything I had hoped our hypothetical mega volcano episode would be. Um, thank you for just leading off with the fact that this is not a reality in our lifetimes. We are not here me. to fear monger. Right. It'll help me sleep better tonight. But I think you gave us the thing that we love about disasters, which is the what if. What catastrophe will befall? How will we fix it? Well, how can we, you know, avert the crisis? Everyone likes to think about those things. It's true. Everyone has a zombie apocalypse plan. And if you don't, you should. PSA, best friends. If you don't have a zombie apocalypse plan, buy some beans, canned beans or something. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Before I had Bonnie, my zombie apocalypse plan was to just not deal with it for very long. And <laughs> now that I have Bonnie, I I'm feel just going to of... be the person who goes early on in the episode. That's, <clears throat> that's me. That's OK. I know that's who I am as a person. You just go stand no... outside waiting for someone to bite you. There's just no point in denying it. But now that I have a kid, I'm like, yeah. I'm obligated to keep her alive. Now you have someone to live for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. 
Anytime I would tell Ryan that, I was like, I have no intention of living through the apocalypse. And he was like, what is wrong with you? So what is your plan now? (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm hoping that Ryan has enough of a plan for the both of us. Yeah. Well, you might want to discuss your zombie apocalypse plan with your partner. Everyone tonight, this is your assignment, best friends. Talk to the, your loved ones about what your zombie apocalypse plans are. It's like I am in a person with anxiety, asthma, and a heart condition. I have no business being in the apocalypse. I have no business making it past the first that. episode. You don't know that. You could really surprise yourself, you know? Something about pressure making a diamond. I don't know. Okay. So insert insert that here. <laughs> pressure also just like crushes people. So, but you're a diamond. <laughs> well, right now you're a lump of coal. You would become oh. a diamond. <laughs> hey, you bet. Happy Mother's Day, Happy Madison. Happy Mother's Day, Madison. You lump of coal. <laughs> okay. Um, that's okay though because coal is fuel. And we love dirty, irresponsible dirty, fuel. <laughs> um, but fuel nonetheless that becomes diamonds can. Can can become diamonds. Can become diamonds. Back to what a wonderful episode this was. <laughs> excellent writing, excellent uh telling of of the mega volcano. I appreciate super volcano. it. Super 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 mega ultra volcano. <laughs> With sharks. With sharks. <laughs> Sharkano. Sharknado. That should be a movie. It really should. Whoever did Sharknado, call me. I have ideas. Occasionally, when I get on TikTok, the, uh, I don't know why, but the Velocipaster people (laughs) keep popping up. Yeah. And I just have so many questions about whose idea that was, why that was allowed to be made. Uh, Wait. Um, I think I'm confusing this with a different meme of Philosoraptor. And he's a philosopher. <laughs> it's a meme of a raptor who also, who like, shares philosophy. Philosopher. Yes. No, this is Velocipastor. Okay. He's tell me more pastor. about this. He's a pastor who turns into a Velociraptor. <laughs> I don't know oh, yeah, anything okay, about so it. I definitely <laughs> am not on that side of TikTok. I have not seen that. It's... I just, like, very occasionally will get a video where someone's like, look at this movie I found, and it's always Velocipaster. And then one time, the guy who is the Velocipaster was, like, duetted the video, and I just don't understand. You should just look up the... Velocipaster. The, yeah. Um. So this is a live-action movie. Yeah. And it's not... I have to assume it debuted on the Sci-Fi channel. And it... I just I'm trying to imagine the effects here because at first I was like, oh, oh it's not good. OK, because well, but it's not what I was envisioning, which was the T-Rex blow up outfit. <laughs> he just becomes the T-Rex blow up outfit. <laughs> Budget it's cuts. Like a little collar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a little white collar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I think the uh, the art, like the cover art or like the movie art is a velociraptor holding a Bible. I don't know anything else about it. I've never seen it. The Velocipaster. Oh, it looks... Okay, for some reason, there isn't, like, a large... It is hard to find a large uh, 
Well, that's your first red flag. Version of this image, yes. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> Let me give you a visual description for those who are not watching with us on YouTube. So this movie poster, top half, Velociraptor, screaming out, kind of out towards the audience, the whole slime, tongue out, very mean looking. The Velocipaster in red looks like it's scratched in, but instead of the T, it's a it's a cross. And then underneath the subtitle is a man of the claw. And there's a pastor. <laughs> there's ninjas behind the pastor. This is this is an adventure. Just looking at this is quite the adventure. Uh, okay, here is the uh, synopsis. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. Although he is horrified by the new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime. And ninjas, period. <laughs> and uh, people <laughs> on Google underneath it, people also search for the good dinosaur. Because <laughs> you need balance. I, I'm not entirely sure like this Velocipaster looks very <clears throat> hardcore. Um, so not, I am not here to degrade anyone's art. Oh, there is a picture though of the dinosaur. I do want to see that. That's not a velociraptor. Yeah, but it is a T-Rex. That dinosaur is a T-Rex. Yeah. It, uh, it sure is. You can tell the entire budget went towards the movie poster graphics. Um. And maybe choreography because I will say there are three ninjas Four ninjas to this dinosaur. So that could be a, a pretty well choreographed scene. You never know. Yeah. The budget was $36,000. Wow. It has a 56% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So and that is that, not what I was expecting. <laughs> I, uh, well, here's what I wasn't expecting for our podcast to become. It's not even a movie. We're not even movie critics. We haven't even seen the movie. We're just <laughs> critics know. of. The pre-movie. Concept. Yes, the yeah. concept. Although I'm sure you have seen snippets of it if, as you have come across it on TikTok. Oh, basically only of that fight scene with oh. that uh, T-Rex slash Velocipaster. Uh, not just messing people up. Uh, it has to be like satire, right? There's only one way to know, Moo. I know. Looks like we'll save it to for it. when we're together. Nope, we're gonna watch it together. <laughs> um, I my list of movies to watch is very long. It's <laughs> I can't prioritize it. I have 2012 up there. Um, I've really been meaning to watch Titanic again. So very busy. Okay, very busy. That's fair. Yeah. Well, this is not where I expected this episode to end, but I'm happy we got there. Me neither. You really took a left <laughs> turn into Velocipaster. I'm sorry. I think it's just been weighing on my heart for a while. And I'm <laughs> I just really to share that with everyone. I think I just needed to make it known and like give it a Google and make sure I wasn't imagining these hallucinating <laughs> yeah. your your TikTok feed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fever dream TikTok. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. If you have stuck with us this far, we so appreciate it. If you listen, if you've just continued, if this is your first episode, welcome. Welcome. We hope you enjoyed. If you are longtime best friends, listeners of the podcast, we love you. Welcome back. We hope so you keep coming much. back for more. You are invaluable to us. Invaluable. Uh, that's all from us for this week. 
Yes. If you have your own disaster or weird disaster movie that you would like to talk about, if you also are questioning the existence of a bizarre sci-fi movie and you want to feel less crazy, email us. We can be those people for you. Yes, for sure. At the very least, we can Google it and help you Google it. Yep. It will be wonderful. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. We love you all best friends and we will be in your ears next week sure will goodbye goodbye goodbye